You're listening to Soul Crush, a podcast dedicated to embodied spirituality, sexuality, and stories that soothe and inspire the soul. Each episode will be interviewing and having conversations with different teachers, healers, artists, people who have really taken hold of the wounding that they've experienced in life as a human and have learned how to extract the juice of creativity and um, empowerment that is inside of it. Our wish is that you deeply receive the transmission of each episode welcoming you into a greater alignment with your own soul's purpose and passion. Enjoy the episode and let us know if you have any questions. Hello, welcome to our live today. We're going to be talking to Angela Del Sol and she'll be hopping on shortly. I'm super excited to share with you all the all the things. Hi. Hi. Welcome. So good Thank to see you. your face. How are things going? Oh, they're going. It's a very it's like I mean, their fires aren't near me, but it's, you know, the sky is very smoky. So, you know, it's feeling, I mean, I'm safe and, you know, so I don't feel like, you know, uh, I just feel very, uh, you know, connected to this, like, end times kind of, like, vibe. dread. <laughs> yeah, vibe. <laughs> end times vibe, you know, it doesn't yeah. exactly feel good, but you're also, like, I'm not indirectly being affected in this moment. So I'm, you know, open to continuing to like show up. So that's kind of where I'm at. How are you? I've been losing so much sleep over these fires. Yeah. And yeah, so climate activists, I think that this is the things that we were, that we've been warning the world about for now, six years, seven years. And um, seeing where we are, it's very, alarming mm -hmm. and it makes me think that I'm not doing enough like I mm. yeah like I feel like last night I went to sleep and I was just looking at all of the photos of my friends in San Francisco in California mm -hmm. and, and you know it's so clear and evident that our mother earth is like screaming at us and that, you know she's been doing this for a couple of years now but we've been so numb and so um yeah we just haven't been listening yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, so I've just been thinking a lot about the waters and, mm -hmm. you know, today it's raining here in the Hudson Valley and I've been thinking so much about our relationship with the waters, you know, mm -hmm. as women as well, like in our own bodies, like how are we clearing our own waters and all of that. So. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Well, thank you for having this um chat with us today i really i respect you so much and you know we just met um a couple months ago i mean when you did the wounded healer training and then you know we've only talked a little bit since then but i really 
I feel deeply um, like inspired just by your energy, you know, from what you shared when you were in the training. And, and I was just like, whoa, like, who is this? <laughs> who is this being? And, you know, the, the passion, you know, that I, I really connect to, you know, because I really feel that passion is something that's oftentimes missing in like spiritual like the intersectionality between like the spiritual realm of healing and activism in the world and um i think passion can be a really good bridge you know and so i guess um yeah would you share just a little bit about like when you began like you know doing your um your activism work you know and, and what also a little bit of like where do you come from and, and um who are you yeah <laughs> Well, you know, Adriana, it was so nice being part of that of that training this year because COVID and just like 2020 and it has been such an intense year for me. I'm going, I'm like in the middle of my Saturn return, and you know, I've I was born and raised with with like in the Catholic Church, so for yeah. me, this whole spiritual like wooey was just like not my style like I was very like either in this Catholic bubble or this like very scientific like engineering like mine yeah um so the training helped me a lot I must say just before we even talk about me I just say that it was so nice to have that community to hold so much space and mm -hmm. and you know it was such a hard time for me this year and I'm just very thankful that you mm. held such an incredible container mm. um, for such an incredible group of, of, of humans. It was just like amazing the people that were in the group. And I know that's always the thing. It's like when you're facilitating something you're like people are like what is it? What? And you're like it's, when, when you are there you feel like how important it is even obviously in this time where we have to do it long distance it still is just so important to be like wow like feeling other people that care and that are, are doing things and you know that really are like doing this inner and outer work it's like oh like it lightens our load and even people that have suffered and suffer the ways that we do it's like what we help each other with so yeah, yeah I'm so grateful and as a you know as an as a latina as an immigrant i felt very held uh, because a lot of these healing spaces, like the spiritual spaces, I've never really found myself, like these things have been created for me. And I have like a lot of strong opinions about the cultural appropriation that goes into these um, communities of wellness and healing. Yeah. So it was very refreshing to be in a space that was, that, yeah, that held a really high, high integrity um, mm -hmm. when it came to those things. So it felt really good. Yeah, um, I mean, it's so important, especially now and, and important to like, to recognize that and to it, it, it's a very subtle shift oftentimes is what I experience in a certain way. It's just like, you just have to be willing to see it and to be a little uncomfortable and to really recognize, well, how can I give back? Like, and that's just like what I've always been taught from yoga, traditionally, anyway, is to ask, like, how can I serve? You know, how can I give back? And so you know, if we're teaching things from, from a certain place, then we look at that and then we just literally give back. <laughs> and it yeah. kind of like, it bridges that disconnect, right? And, and the Absolutely. rest of it is out of our control too. So it's it's kind of like doing our each individual parts, which was that, what I love so much about every time you would share and every time we would connect is just like, I feel that from you so much. And even like, 
feel like it expands me towards that more, you know, when you share. So thank yeah. you. Um, but yeah, so a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Colombia. I came here to the United States when I was around 13 years old. Mm. And, you know, moving to a new country, a new culture is never easy. Like there was like that whole period of assimilation and mm -hmm. going from like an all-girl Catholic school to like a certain wow. in like high school. Um, but I adapted, you know, like I've been very resilient and I just kind of like have shape-shifted and just morphed and morphed and adapted. And um, I went to school in Washington, D.C. Uh, because 9-11 was a very, like very defining time for our family. Because that was the day yeah. that my mother was traveling back to Colombia. And that was the day that she actually got stuck in the United States because 9-11 mm. happened. So wow. like 9-11 was just like this like marker into our lives, which mm -hmm. is funny because it's coming up. And it's I was going to say, like, it's tomorrow. Yeah, it like changed the world. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that 9-11 really inspired me to think a lot about diplomacy and think about politics and think about... Mm -hmm. How can I become this cultural bridge yeah. between these cultures and our culture here in the United States? So mm -hmm. I went to Washington, D.C. to become a diplomat and, and, yeah. and study foreign policy um, at the School of International Service. Um, and, and then I fell in love for culture and art. And I was just like really feeling my, like my soul telling me, you know, after taking internships at the Peace Corps and like being in that bureaucracy of Washington DC I was very it was very clear to me that mm. the path that I wanted to create these cultural bridges were through art through music mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what I've been focusing on ever since yeah. like how can we use the power of art and creativity yeah. into creating social change yeah. Um, Will you talk a little bit about the, the creative resilience project that you did in New York? Because I was like, being from New York and living in California and like missing New York all the time, especially during this COVID time, like, I'm like, New York is the strongest city like in the world in my, I mean, I don't know, I haven't been to every city, but I've been to a lot of cities in the world and I'm like, New York is so strong. And I'm like, in moments of intensity and uncertainty and grief, it's like, you kind of remember like where your strength is or where there is strength, right? Outside and inside. And I've just, you know, kept feeling like, oh, New York, you know? And so I watched, you know, and I was, I was really following you in that journey of um, the Creative Resilience Project and was like, oh my gosh, like I was feeling so, um, well, one, just grateful that you all were doing that. And two, just like feeling so, um, like envy it like I was like I want to go and see and be there and you know um and so yeah, yeah we, we share a little bit about that because I feel like that's such a huge thing for so many artists to really be feel like such an internal thing sometimes to be an artist you know and to to unleash that like outwardly which is what I you know help people with all the time to like yeah. let it out and let it be seen and let it be you know messy or imperfect and then you know beauty hat you have moments where it comes together and so yeah it's inspiring to yeah think about that. yeah you know it's so I'm, I'm thankful that people I've received so much good feedback from it because I focus not on the perfection but I, fo I focus on the creative process yeah so I wanted to I've always been passionate about public art because it just it, 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 it shifts energy you know like if yeah. you my, my first mural was in my neighborhood in Bushwick 
when you know there was this ugly wall and I had to see it every day and I felt like shit every like you know there's like rats and trash and like mad cat men cat calling you and then you have yeah. this like ugly wall with like a Jesus that has like a mustache and like weird <laughs> shit, like weird I was like I need to paint that and I did and that was my first art project like public art project when I was like 23 Amazing. and then I'm like hmm this year I wanted to come back to my basics like what are the things that light me up and what are the things that like are a hundred percent hard because yeah. when you do things from a hundred percent of your heart people can feel that shit like yeah. everyone can feel it yeah so I decided to go back into my roots of just like painting and creating and curating mm -hmm. um so I I connected with an, a, a community here in New York City that works with immigrant young girls mm -hmm. um, on like a webinar. Somebody said, hey, this founder is amazing. You should connect with her. Her name is Lauren. She's the founder of the Brave House. And I was just very impressed by the work that she's doing mm -hmm. and how she was creating this community to help young girls that are 16 to 25, that are immigrant girls that are going through like insane, you know, obstacles in their lives, undocumented, um, you know, some of them are, are running away from a lot of violence and yeah. sexual abuse and it's just like dark stuff. Yeah. So I thought, why not conceptualize and create an art project with them and ask them, why would they tell the world if the world could hear them? Mm. So during, actually during the Wounded Healer, I was every Wednesday we would meet on Zoom and it was this like art therapy and then mm. we conceptualized the piece together. It ended up That's being this cool. like image of all of our faces. At first we wanted to create this like Gaia-like figure, but then we thought, wait, we are the heroes of this story. Like mm. all of us are immigrants from, you know, Cote d'Ivoire, Congo, uh, Nicaragua, like all over the world. And we yeah. thought, wait, we are the hero. We are the representation of Gaia. Yeah. And then the and then the social unrest from the Black Lives Matter movement happened. So we're like, mm. we can't pretend this is not happening. So like, how do we weave that concept in this project? Mm -hmm. So we put a mirror in the on the mural, and then we created this like New York City with people like marching with their mask on, like mm. Black Lives Matter, and mm -hmm. just like you know social justice, and then have that mirror. So when people walk down the streets, they will see themselves in the in the painting right yeah um so beautiful it was so beautiful it was so beautiful to see because right now i mean an artist residency in upstate new york and it's beautiful and it's amazing and it's like abundant but you know we're all new yorkers and like new york city is grimy it's raw it's yeah and and where we painted this is right in the lower east side mm -hmm. and there's a park where you have so much homelessness and you yeah. have so many men, mostly men, abusing mm -hmm. like hardcore drugs in broad daylight. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard, you know, mm -hmm. but us doing this project there really mm -hmm. brought this light. Like if you walk down the street, it's like illuminated. Yeah. And these, even these homeless men will come to us and say, you know, crying, saying like, wow, yeah. this painting reminds me of my mother and like, yes. so move and like, yes. yeah, it was so powerful. It really is. And to bring like the light, right? Like to bring the, the heart, what you were saying into these places is like, 
one of the best ways, I mean, I haven't done it with art, but we've done it with just going to Skid Row and bringing chili. We used to do it every Sunday, not to like end people experiencing homelessness or like they also have food, people bring from the church all whatever every Sunday, but to bring the heart because like dropping off dominoes and water bottles is different than like going and like hugging people or connecting with them and shaking their hand and asking them how they're doing and being there. And it was the same, a similar thing where it's like, yeah, then they tell you, oh, this chili, oh, like, it was good chili too, you know? So it was like, they were like, oh, wait a second. You know, and a lot of people experiencing homelessness in Skid Row didn't live, they didn't grow up. They, some of them grew up here, but not a lot. They're from all over, you know? And so they're like, oh, this reminds me of my grandmother and my mom, you know, like, and, and we built these relationships, you know? And, and that's the thing, it's like, it's not like we can't solve this, these big, huge things, but like all on our own or even in these small groups, but it's like little, it's like to know that we can like make these differences is, I believe it really does matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the micro. And that's why last night when, you know, I lose sleep and like, I'm extremely empathetic and, you know, yeah. during the, during the quarantine, it was just, Again, thank you for your space that you created because I've like lost all of my projects that like I thought this year was gonna be like my best year yet. I was doing yeah. a lot of sustainability consulting for big brands and like trying to offset the carbon in sets. So like my last project was with JLo, like right after the Super Bowl and like we had 150 people crew, like the entire set was plastic free. We offset it all the carbon, like it was amazing and then I had all these big brands that were lined up for this work and I was just like, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. We're an eco-warrior. We're going to make this, this city green. And then COVID happened. It's like, fuck climate change. Like, nobody's talking about it. Nobody mm -hmm. cares. And anyway, what I was trying to say is that I did a, a small project, consulting project with a, a news organization that I can't disclose, but I was interviewing a lot of um, essential workers. Yeah. And I had like three weeks of like talking with like 25 essential workers every day. Mm -hmm. And it was just so hard to know the realities of most people here in the United States, especially immigrants. And I never really identify myself fully with that like immigrant, like Latina identity mm -hmm. because I never saw myself as that. I saw myself as this human being and I was very privileged that my mother, you know, did all the sacrifices to bring me here with a green car and then I became a citizen. So I didn't have to go through that. Yeah. Um, but seeing, connecting more and more with my own pain and like my ancestral pain. Yeah. So the work that I've been doing now is like connecting with my story. That's not just like the rainbows and the like sunshine, but like the pain that I've experienced that I've like put in a box somewhere in my body mm -hmm. and connecting with the pain of my mother and my grandmother and my great-grandmother and my great-great-great-great-great-grandmothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and because the, even just the energy of that carries on, you know, I know like, I mean, it's so beautiful to hear that and such a, an amazing that you've had all so many experiences even just up until now in your life to be able to connect with people in such deep ways and in such in such varied ways that really do give I think such a more full experience of of art and of healing and of being of service you know it's like to really 
to really know, like to, to be with people in a way. And especially when we're working with, like I said, both like what's going on inside of us and also what's going on around us. It's like, it, it, it helps us work with the empathy that we, a lot of us do have, you know, it's like, how do I, it's like, well, you know, people are like, well, I want to learn about boundaries. And, you know, and I'm always like, I'm so bored. I mean, I always put it in there because I'm like, yeah, everyone needs boundaries, of course. And like, part of like that for me is also learning about how to serve and like how to use the empathy. You know what I mean? Because if the empathy is being utilized, it's like, it just, it's like you're opening to something that is going to protect you also, you know? So oh, really? it's like a little different sometimes in healing the generations, what you said of your mom and your grandmothers and that abuse is like there. I mean, I felt it so many times where it's like, I don't have the recollection of like being punched in the face, for example, and, you know, like kind of intense, but I've had that feeling in so many healing sessions where it's like, mm -hmm. when it's like, I like work with like separating from that energy because yeah. who knows my mom, my mom's probably here. Hi mom. <laughs> but you know, that experience, like she's probably, she's experienced that in her life, you know? Yeah. And so like, how is that living in my body? Like what you're saying. And so it's so, I love you because they're like in tune with that. And then also awake to the world. And I think so many of us feel like, it's a battle to have that. And I do yeah. feel that I know it can be, but it also doesn't have to be all the time. It can be yeah. the doorways, right? It's like, totally. yeah, it's like compost, you know, mm -hmm. like I've been very inspired by nature and just like really connecting with the cycles. And when you think about compost and soil, like it's mostly, it's, it's like fertilized by like literally like scraps, like, shit whatever yeah. like it's yeah. literally the death like the things that are like rotting is what nurtures and creates like very healthy soil yeah. and i think in our society and also as women we don't really i mean more now this recent years there's more you know the me to movement and like the social you know awakening that's slowly happening we're talking mm. more about this trauma but it's not just talking about the trauma and setting this victim mentality, but it's how can we transcend and become creators, yeah. right? Like how can we compost all of this like shit that we might've been dealt with in our yeah. lifetimes and how can we create something beautiful, right? And totally. you know, with this creative resilience project, which I'm thinking about maybe evolving into like a national thing and like showing the creative resilience. Yes. Industry. I just kept thinking, like, come to Skid Row, like, my, like, we, like, that'd be so, I mean, they would love, I mean, I'm sure there obviously is a lot of art down there anyway, I'm always checking it out, but, like, that would be, like, it, yeah. would love it so much. Like, yeah, so. this is the renaissance, so I've been thinking a lot about, you know, this period in history when, like, the books that have inspired generations, the songs that we're still singing today, these were written not when we were all, like, dancing and having fun this happened right before we went into wars yeah these were defining times historically and the, these projects that i make and they're very eclectic you know like i'm a very like i follow my curiosity i work on that medium and then i move on to the next one and it's really hard to put myself on like a box yeah um but what I really want to inspire in this lifetime is to really inspire people to use their voices to like to give their hearts out into the world and like that expression of love is what really will move us you know and right now we really need to come back to our hearts because we clearly have been in our minds like 
we know the data, we've seen the graphs, yeah. we've had like endless conferences at Davos and yeah. you know, the UN and all these conferences of thought leaders and change makers. Yeah. We need to bring it to the streets. We need to bring it to the communities that are not, that don't have access to these things, that yeah. don't even have the, like, the language, you know, like how yeah. we communicate these big ideas are not even accessible for yeah. the woman that's checking us out in the grocery store, you know? Totally, totally, totally. And that, um, that disconnect, right, just that general disconnect that, like, comes from different forms of privilege and, and all these things that like it does get healed the moment that you we put ourselves in that position it's not like it's not as complicated as like i think it oftentimes becomes because it's not a mental thing it's like a physical it's like you put your body somewhere and you feel the effect of your body in a certain place and you you know it's like it's what you're saying you know it's like being being inside the experience of something, you know, because we have all the information we have, we know our, even on our own personal journey, it's like, we know what's wrong with us. We know like all this information, right? And then what? And like, how do we kind of process that through our bodies and in community, like out, like you're saying on the streets. And that's, you know, I've only had a minimal experience of that from the past year. And then also doing some work in India with um, our friend that lives there um, and with some of the girls and women there. And it's, it's just like, it is the, the movement, you know, that like, like actual moving your body. And like you're saying, being awake to that when you're at the store, being awake to, to the heart, right. Is like, it sounds so cliche, but it really makes a difference, you know, yeah. when you're relating to people. Totally, totally. And yeah, I think just, Coming back to our hearts, it's some really woo-woo sometimes, but what we're experiencing right now, it's a lot of grief, you know? And I just yeah. think that we all, for the most part, this year hasn't given us a lot of time to just fully realize the trauma that we've all experienced, all the things mm -hmm. that we have lost, mm -hmm. a lot of the veils that have come undone are showing mm -hmm. us the, the the levels of this of the madness that we are mm -hmm. like this mirage it's almost like a mirage like what how do we get yeah. out of this mm -hmm. um, and I don't know all of the answers I just know that you know there's a few basic things that we can live without and that's mm -hmm. as we're seeing in San Francisco which I find it ironic, you know, it's like Silicon Valley in San Francisco, so much yeah. power. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you have when mm -hmm. your children are going to have mm -hmm. to wear masks for the rest of their lives mm -hmm. because the air is so polluted. Mm -hmm. Like, there, there, there's so many communities that, like, bubble communities that might pop up, but it won't be fun. Yeah. Just, like, be in a gated place yeah. while the world around you burns down. No. You yeah. know? So... Yeah. I think that we have so much talent in our world mm. and like all of these innovators and all of these entrepreneurs and all mm. these government officials and all of these artists, it's really time to take serious where we're at right now yeah. environmentally, yeah. you know? And I, yeah. I, I, I'm learning how to not burn out from yeah. it because it's like yeah. I've been in this for so many years that I'm like, like how do I make people get it? And I realized, I literally just realized two weeks ago. <laughs> I love the that. Heart. The heart is the only way I can touch people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what else I can do, but 
with beauty, with art, with dance, with songs, with like yeah. beauty is the yeah. only way that I'm going to be able to tell people, yo, without air, like all the, like all the things you have won't matter because you can't breathe. You can't yeah. drink this water. Like it's contaminated, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. And just that whole world of climate action and, and the, and bringing that into politics and feeling like, you know, it's hard. I was just speaking to one of my friends, Jeff, cosmic cousins yesterday and we were saying how like any leader that like isn't mentioning any of thing right now is like really hard to listen to because like how can we not like how could we not talk about it you know it might not be every single person's thing to talk about it all the time or talk about you know but in each of us there's a certain pull towards like what is really breaking our heart and like that is the thing right it's like for me it's like humanity and people feeling comfortable to be themselves and you know when I one time when I was in India and in Pune um there's an activist there that opened a space where LGBTQ um and trans people can come and like be themselves and I was like weeping like learning about this and feeling like oh my god because there it's so that's just so unheard of you know it's just like so not okay you know and so that kind of stuff like where is that for each and every one of us and how can we then just follow that pull right and like totally yeah totally and it's so connected and it's so insidious mm -hmm. you know like i've been learning more about the patriarchy as i've been understanding my own queerness i yeah. never thought i was queer because i was like that's a little weird like i didn't understand that but now that I've had the pleasure of living with somebody that's non-binary, mm -hmm. I've like, my mind was just like blown up because yeah. I didn't know like, like language, yeah. um, just, you know, how, yeah, how we need to create more inclusive places and mm -hmm. how it's completely okay to not identify yourself with anything. And, and yeah. like, it can be very heady, but I think that when we start coming with these like inclusive places where it's like LGBTQ are allowed, B-pop communities allowed and like it's a yeah. real inclusive conversation that we can move on to be your subjects right because if yeah. you think of nature like in nature everyone gets to play yeah you know all yeah. the animals have have a place and we are part of that yeah but we just gotten so into our heads that we have grown removed of our ecosystems yeah you know yeah. so yeah and I think that the return, the return back to that part of that is through the grief, right? Like what we're, what I think is really alive and can feel kind of like really heavy is like, it also is the way, you know, it's like feeling that is the way into re-entering that, that, that nap, that experience of being nature, like not, and, and then through that, the respect that then the reverence right that comes it's like i i think you know the more that i kind of came to to have reverence for my own body the more i became awake to like nature and the more that i started feeling my own suffering and feeling the suffering of humanity and also the earth you know and so it's like this super intertwined thing that um and then the beauty piece that you spoke to that's so important because it's like the only thing to do with the grief <laughs> is to like make beauty find beauty it's like it allows the space for that to be held you know because there's not like a sense that we can make out of a lot of things it's like death yeah. you can't be like oh 
got it. That makes sense. It's like, whoa, okay. I need like a big container for this because there's okay. not really like a sense that's going to be made out of this. And anytime I try to get there, it's only going to take me out of the experience, you know? Totally. And sitting with the painting, I think that's where, you know, things like plant medicines can be so helpful because mm -hmm. they can allow us to access that pain and like mm -hmm. sit with it and transcend it. So I think it's always like transcending that pain because I just went through a process where like I literally had to sit with like sexual abuse that I completely repressed, didn't even yeah. know was there and had to like sit with it and yeah. like, like relieve it and then yeah. release it. And I think I just, yeah, I think that a lot of these, like connecting with the grief, connecting with the pain and then finding love because when we're caring so much, you know, like as human beings, you know, we're doing all of these detoxes and like all of these diets and all of this stuff, but are we really moving the soil inside of us and like letting out all of this stuff that we have been compressing inside of us and back to what you were saying about the body, you know, in our own biomes, like mm. the food that we are eating, like mm. we, we've killed all of the healthy bacteria because of the stuff that we're eating. So when you start connecting with the like the, 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 the earth, the soil, the vegetables that you're eating, and then you put them in your body, and then you, it's like this close relationship, but then you start seeing it in the macro world, mm. how, you know, in our society, we've been divorced are, are, we've been slaved, you know, because when you think about it, when we had control of our food supply and our water supply, mm -hmm. we're free. Yeah. We're free. Like when you have your control of your foods, you have control of your waters and you yeah. can control your, uh, your, your electricity or your energy, you're yeah. sovereign. You're a sovereign being. But we're in a society where we've been slaved. Yeah. slowly slowly and with the yeah. food that we're being given and the media that's polluting yeah. our brains yeah we are no longer sovereign beings we're just right. being like puppets of these corporations and these bigger powers yeah. that are, were just mere numbers that in a lifetime you know at 13 you're going to be marketed for these for your period mm -hmm. and then at least yeah. going to be birth control and then yeah. you're going to be a mother by 30 and yeah. then 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 and then you die yeah you know so yeah. I think the invitation is for all of us to like come back into like, how can we work with the land again? Mm -hmm. If it's not the land, what technology can help us like, yeah. you know, have food sovereignty? Mm -hmm. As women, how can we clear our, our wounds? You know, mm -hmm. like how can we clear the waters inside of here? Yeah. So the waters out can also be cleared, you know, because yeah. we're so connected. We're not yeah. separate from the ocean. Right, absolutely. And, and the education systems too, that like perpetuate all of that, that perpetuate like, oh, you know, this is what it means. And I, I do all these things and I actually have to leave my body, but that's what the world needs me to do. And so now I like, you know, I fit into this perfect thing that like how the world wants me to be, you know, which is like not, not conducive for any kind of like movements of healing and, and change, you know, change comes from us reclaiming that, that power and that right within ourselves, like what you're speaking to, you know, and, um, and it's, and it's, it's intense, you know what I mean? Because it's, pa and I think it's for a lot of 
people that I experienced working with them anyway, and my own experience, it's initially scary. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I wanna do that thing, but it feels intimidating. And it's like, well, yeah, or I wanna feel more in my womb, but it's like, I go to experience it and it's like, whoa, like that's a lot, you know, because there's power there that we haven't been taught about. And so initially, because we're taught to fear and kind of, I also think we get conditioned to fear power because we actually don't relate to the way it's being utilized. I mean, that's my experience. It's like, well, yeah, of course I'm afraid of it because look at what it's done, right? Like, like money. It's like, well, of course I don't want it. Look at what it's done. So reclaiming that in my own body, which is like a different relationship. Like I'm not relating to that power. I'm relating to this, what I understand that to be. I'm not relating to that way of energy of money. I'm relating to money the way that I understand it to be something that can be useful, right? Something that the more people that I know have it, the more I know the world is going to become a better place, like very truly. So it's, you know, all of the ways that we're kind of conditioned and what you said about plant medicine has completely been my experience of just the internal experience, like going into the heart in a way or into my humanness so much that it feels psychedelic, you know, like when I've, you know, led retreat or we all wear masks and we dance and people are like, I feel like I was on drugs. And it's like, yeah, because we're being so present. Reality is like, it's like, it's like a drug. It's like, it's presence. It's real. It's like, whoa, you know, it's not the, it's not the, the confusions and the pain, all this stuff of the mind. And I think you're, what you said about having the ability to go there and transcend it. Because nowadays it's also like, well, you can't spiritual bypass and you can't sort of stay in your suffering or you're staying in your suffering, you know, and it's like, no, it's both again, right? It's like, we need these tools. That's why they've been around for thousands of years through famines, through wars, through all this time. It's like, the, that's the thing that stood the test of time is like that experience of who we are beyond all of this and how do we bring that into this world that we are living in that's also real you know yeah totally I mean yeah. this is the I think this is the time where like the work that you're doing and the work that a lot of my peers of healing of reconnecting this is why the work of our ancient communities of indigenous is so important because mm -hmm. this knowledge is so it's so important for this transition yeah. that we're going into and we just need to remember you know we need mm -hmm. to remember what it feels riding our bodies and like mm -hmm. being having that energetic sensibility you know it's like yeah. when you're around someone like does this feel good does this feel bad like is it yeah. my mind that's projecting or is it my body like yeah. how can we come back more and more into our bodies and yeah i i was deeply inspired these past days because i really just like trying to figure out you know what's the most pure bright expression of my heart you know, that's like literally I'm waking up every morning. I just like pray to spirit. I'm like, please show me the way, like show me what's the best way that I can be of service because I sometimes feel like I'm just like hitting guacamole, you know, it's like indigenous rights and then climate and then like political oppression. And it's just like, it can be so overwhelming, you know, and, um, and, and I just been praying so hard to just like, the answer like what's the thing that I need to focus on and you know children and uh, and like motherhood it's like keeps on coming back to me like how can I support children especially right now how can I support more mothers right now um, as I just 
I started connecting with my own mother more and like realizing mm-hmm. like, whoa, being a mother is no joke. Mm. And we live in a society where, you know, like women are being cut open, mm-hmm. you know, and like we don't even have sovereignty of our own bodies anymore. Like it's mm-hmm. like, that's how far removed we've gone. Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about children and about how can we support them because, yeah. you know, they're not on Instagram live. Yeah. They're yeah. not. They're yeah. like wondering what's going on and, and, yeah. and, and they don't, they, they're getting all this bubble gum, like me, like neon shit on their brains that is like yeah. not connected with nature. So I'm thinking a lot about children right now. Mm. Um, about creating yeah. something special for them. Like yeah. magical and whimsical, and like record, like connect them with that presence, you know. Yeah. Like that presence, that frame by frame, they're like connected with their bodies, with their tummies, with their emotions, with their food. Yeah, absolutely, so, and with their artists, right? Like the inner, like the artist that's in every child, like regardless of what their path might be or their dharma might be, before all of that like infiltration kind of comes in, you know, it's like that unique expression i mean we're experiencing that my partner has kids and they're on the zoom and it's like and it's like kind of like fine because you're like well we want you want them to connect to other adults too because it's super weird and hard in this moment and a lot of the day it's just we're just making art because what else is there to do you know and and to have and to nurture that you know knowing that 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 aspiration is in there to then share that right and to to really affirm that i didn't have that affirmation i mean i loved being an artist dancing and singing when i was a kid and i didn't have that nurtured and so i spent most of my life out of that experience and i really suffered until i came back to it and that's why now i just sing and i dance and i don't care what it looks like or what it sounds like and i know (laughs) that it's like if it's helping me maybe it'll kind of free something and someone else up so we can like be more free to serve you know what you were just saying yeah Yeah. totally and you know when you think about art and creativity this is like connection with spirit right because these things don't come from us like i don't believe i believe that the more clear our channels are the more information can come through us and we're Mm -hmm. just we're just in this divine dance of just manifesting and bringing actualizing this divine Mm -hmm. energy you know Mm -hmm. it's like that, and, and, and when you think about art, when as humans, if all of our needs are met, right? Like our, 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 our hierarchy of needs are met, we're here to create, you know? We're here to write, we're here to admire, we're here, at least in my opinion, you know, especially children, you know, up to certain age, we just need to develop their curiosity, mm-hmm. fine tune their intuition so they know how to make their own decisions because what's happening right now is that we have so much information coming at us mm-hmm. that we don't know how to discern what's real. And like it's mm-hmm. getting really confusing and yeah. in a world where, you know, a world of fake news, of algorithms, mm-hmm. of like data that can just be mani- you know, manipulated by mm-hmm. X or Y people, whatever i can show you your own face telling you something right now like you know there's like ai bots that can do this right now like ai bots can write articles now yeah so what's going to differentiate us and what's gonna sharpen us as humans like this is where our intuition and like being our body and like having that presence and having that 
discernment it comes into play and that yeah. only comes from being connected with nature inside yeah. and outside yes and even in those moments where you feel that stuckness right or you feel that overwhelm and you're like whoa how can i do all this or it's not mattering or i'm exhausted or whatever it is it's like in those littlest moments it's like create you know it's like well write just write for five minutes i mean it sounds so simplistic and of course we're talking about these huge things and i'm so glad because i love talking about these huge things and then talking about like what can you do tonight when you are like losing your shit you know it's like here, like put on a song that you listened to when you were, you know, 15 and like just move your body that how maybe you didn't get to when you were 15 because you were so worried about what everybody was thinking about you and you were taught that you didn't look right or you were taught that you weren't okay because you weren't like everybody else and fucking reclaim that shit, you yeah, know? And totally. like that, I think, and then, right? And then there's like, what do we do about, you know, getting out there and, and, and being vocal, right? About these things and like freeing ourselves up enough to be able to do that. And that's why I love when you like, you talk about politics so much. And when we talked on the phone, I was like, let's talk about politics. Like, I, just, I mean, I don't like know that much, but I know, I know enough to be like, whoa, like, it's, we it's talk messy, about it. you know, and I yeah. think that politics can be like a big drain. It's like a yeah. big drain of energy. So I, I think right now we have 53 days before elections. Yeah. And I think all of us are very upset at the system and a lot yeah. of us know like the levels of corruption and like madness and we can yeah. see through it. Yeah. But we're at a reality that we have two people against each other and one yeah. person is way worse than the other, in my opinion. Right. And what I'm seeing a lot of in our in our spiritual world is that, you know, we have this like higher than thou mentality that we just like all of this is like too much for us like we're in this spiritual world like mm. it's above us but we're not like we're still gonna be in a country that mm -hmm. can be rude that that can be ruled by a fascist yeah you know or yeah. we can have somebody that we can hold accountable for yeah so yeah. that's kind of where we're at right now mm -hmm. and it's very mm -hmm. dangerous like as you can see climate change like this yeah. year we've seen the most climate refugees that we've ever seen in history and this wow. is only going to continue getting worse mm -hmm. so like we can build all, all the walls mm -hmm. you know but literally within states we're going to see tons of migration happening right now in our country mm -hmm. so i guess my invitation is for people to connect with the values of what they're trying to see you know yeah. i just want to be saved in a country that, I, that has given me so much in a place where I can have literally safety, safety mm. of not being denied to sit in a restaurant because of the color of my skin, mm -hmm. um, in a place where I have clean water that's accessible mm. for the children, mm -hmm. for my children, for all the children, mm. where elders are not thrown into houses that like mm. just to die, where we forget our elders. Like, I want a country where we're taking care of each other. Yeah. So I just want to invite people to connect with their values, you know, and see what they really want. Do they want a, do they want a country where a three-year-old, four-year-old is taught to dock on, under their desk in case of a shoot, mass shooting? Mm -hmm. You know, like, do we want that? Like, do we think that's normal? It's mm -hmm. not. And we just have grown so comfortable with this level of madness that we just need to wake up.
yeah. you know, like that, yeah. like we need to just wake up mm -hmm. because it's not okay. Yeah. So, you know, politics right now, what can we do? Register to vote, get your, your friends to register to vote. Mm -hmm. write postcards to swing state that's what yeah. i've been doing i have like mm -hmm. a thousand postcards in case mm -hmm. anyone wants any postcards i can use some help just writing messages just to people in in swing states and telling them hey you know yeah. i don't care who you vote for but just vote like yeah. literally our ancestors have fought for this right for us yeah. to voice our opinion yeah yes the lecturer college yes all the things that are wrong but right. what can we focus on right now mm. to move this forward mm -hmm. you know because mm -hmm. it's so easy to complain mm -hmm. and it takes so much time to just talk shit write on twitter get on your instagram and start mm -hmm. shutting people down and pointing fingers versus just doing the thing it's like yeah. it doesn't take that long yeah it doesn't take yeah. that much right and it's a shift of that energy like what you're saying and i think just I've experienced this so much working with addiction where it's like, you really have to learn how to be like, this is the road I'm going down and I'm not going to go down it anymore. I'm going to take all this energy of like intense negativity or abuse or like, I can't help it. And the victimization, like so many things and I'm going to do something with it. I'm going to like ask somebody how I can help them. I'm going to ask somebody how they're doing. I'm going to like write that letter and, and it matters. Right. And all the way down to like, all like the DA in Los Angeles. Like, it's like, it's not just about these big leaders either. You know, it's like also about these, like all the leaders and um, that we're all affected by, right? And that, yeah. abs and, and that, you know, of course, like black lives are completely affected by in so many massive ways right now. And so it's like, we all feel that. And I'm assuming anybody watching this feels that and wants to do something so it's just like yeah. taking the helplessness and like turn it's like it takes a lot to like pick it up and put it somewhere else but it's totally possible too yeah sovereignty you know yeah. it's like self-reliance is like how can i have emotional responsibility of like yeah. you know like i'm living in a community now so it's like i get so frustrated and i'm like fuck why are we not doing more and it's just like yeah. okay everyone is on their own journey what can i do you know, so yeah. it's just like bringing it back to self yeah. and just reclaiming that power because, you know, yeah. this patriarchal system just waits for like daddy president, daddy yeah. government to solve yeah. my problems. Yeah. But it's like, wait, what can we actually do in these micro levels? And we've seen it like these yeah. four years, we have more women in the government, in the Congress mm -hmm. than we've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. so like things are changing right. and things are getting better. And yes, we're living through like really intense times and it might seem hopeless, but mm. we have to remember that like in that composting cycle, like yeah. new soil has been created and it's like fertile soil for new things to emerge. So yeah. what are people planting? You know, what are we planting? What are we creating right now? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's so good to talk to you. It's like, you're such a, you're such a, a breath of fresh air is like typical as that is to say, it's just like, you really are, you know, you really do bring something really unique into the experience of really being able to, to show up both as like somebody who is willing to do the inner work and also somebody who's willing to like take those steps on the outside. And the more that I feel you do that, the easier it is for me to do that, the easier it is for 
you know, and I think that that's what it's about and why just hearing other people's stories and just showing up, you know, and being willing to listen to people and regardless of what you think about them, you know, and especially if you think something not great, it's like even better to be like, I'm going to ask you a question. And, you know, like there we, we break down so many of the barriers that then keep us from taking action in our lives because it's not about them, like what you're saying. It's really, really not. And it's like, at least not in this moment, because in this moment, we're so heavily wired for that, that that's where most of us get paralyzed. And so at least in this moment, I believe so much. It's like, yeah, as soon as I'm like, when are you going to? It's like, wait a second. <laughs> what can I do right now? You know, because that's what I'm really longing for. Like, I'm longing for change. And I'm longing to be the one that's a part of it. You know? Yeah, and it doesn't... Like sometimes we think that it has to be like always the mating or like it has to be like physical. Yeah. But literally acknowledging human beings. I went to the post office, you know, and I was moving so fast. I had to send like, you know, 400 postcards and like was rushing. And the lady that served me, I didn't like ask her her name, how her day was going. And mm -hmm. when I was in the car and I was back, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> You know, like how far am I? But like that's the thing. It's like I can I can try to you know send all the postcards and fundraise all the money, but if I'm not being a human being to that person, it does not matter. Yeah. You know, if I'm yeah. not if I if like the micro like, yeah. like it does not matter how much money you're donating and how much yeah. it's like if you're not showing up for your fellow brother and sister mm -hmm. even if they're different from you even if they're having a shitty day mm -hmm. all of that like that's where we really show up yeah you know and that's yeah. what i'm learning now of like it doesn't yeah. matter all the things that i do if i'm not being an, a, a decent human being to those that are serving me absolutely you know? absolutely yes and that's what brings me to, you know, the farmers right now. Like, yeah. I think we were talking about how we can catalyze, you know, this incredible yeah. conversation and, yeah. and, and, and how can we catalyze this is that, you know, I really want people to think of where their food is coming from. Mm -hmm. Like, who's picking up your food? What are the systems at play? You yeah. know, we can yeah. spend all day talking about politics and power mm -hmm. and all mm -hmm. of that. But there's not one single human being, and if there is, I will change. But the one human being that tells me that they can turn on the sun and turn it off, I'll respect them more than Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. You know, we mm -hmm. live in a system that's ruled by forces that are bigger than ourselves. And this sunlight, it's all of these systems is what feed us. And then mm -hmm. those same things that feed us gives us the energy to pick up this food. And we have mostly illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants in California that mm -hmm. are picking our food mm -hmm. during droughts, during fires, mm -hmm. during pandemics. Yep. And they're working for us to have nourishment, wages, they don't have rights. And I just mm -hmm. want people to, if they want to donate to this organization that I found that I will post here shortly, yeah, That's great. I'll put it in the when I repost this because I'm sure a lot of people watch it. I'll I'll put it in there because awesome. and I'm also you know for sure gonna do that and just but bring that. Yeah, but before even money is not the answer of our problems always. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. awareness. It's like mm -hmm. when you eat that food that you're putting into your body, 
take a second to remember where yeah. this came from. Yeah. Like take a second to remember what this means to your body and yeah. how like this life force, like why are you being nourished today? Why do you need fuel today? What are you doing with that fuel? Are you gonna binge watch Netflix all day today? Or are you actually going to shut off all of the distractions and work on that one idea that you know you can do and you know the world needs? Yeah. You know? So Love like it. that's my ask. It's like yeah. remember. Remember. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We're going to get kicked off in a minute, so I want to okay. um, wrap up. But I love you so much. I love I'm you, so too. Cool. I can't wait to meet in person and do fun things in the future. I feel it'll happen, for sure, for thank sure. Thank you so much no, for thank you. everything you do. It's so inspiring. Yeah, same, same, same. And just sending you all, like, tons of love and, yeah, just... Reach like out and find Angela. She has so many amazing things happening and, and you're constantly creating so many things. So for sure, um, you know, sending everybody over to you and giving you lots of love and um, yeah, all Thank of it. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. You too, Talk love. To you soon. Bye. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, friends, for joining us on this episode of Soul Crush. You can find us on Instagram at Art of Loving. Please send us any questions, insights. You may have inspirations for guests. And feel free to share this podcast with any of your friends and loved ones. We're sending you so much love, respect, and healing energy to your journey and to all that you are becoming.